I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to this week's Drink of Ages radio show on ESPN 97.5. We are live at Hassel Blues Houston, hanging out at the restaurant, drinking some good under-the-radar beers, uh, a little bit of the colch right now. I am John Denman, Tom Painter, co-host. DJ Muskratch is a producer sitting back there, making it all sound good. And our music guest tonight, Opie Hendrix, badass band. You guys are going to enjoy that. We'll be playing right here live on the Voodoo stage. And our brewery guests, under the radar, we have Paul Smyers and Jaime Hernandez hanging out. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Man, I'm doing better and better because uh, these 20-ounce pours of the Kolsch. <laughs> they go down easy. The more beer that enters your system, the better you'll be, John. I think I said the same thing last time. I was like, well, I, had to, I realized I need to slow down because the first one <laughs> went down really fast. Uh, the three of us, we had a pint. Yep. And I looked over, and you guys are like three-quarters full, and I'm empty. It's like, all right, we still have a show to do. It's the cliche. When it touches your lips, it's just so so good, you know. Like, touches your lips. Don't slow down. Speed up. (laughs) Well, you know, coming off a weekend that included a whole lot of beer, right? So, you know, hanging out in Denver, uh, great festival. Uh, It was a beer fest. Pumpkin Drublick, that's what it was. So, you know. Some of my favorite bands playing. Is that where you were? You were in Denver? I was in Denver, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was say, we had, we had a guild meeting last night, John, and I was looking around. I was like, saw my, my, you know, my craft beer brothers and sisters, and I was like, where's that white bearded man? Denver's a hell of a drug. Uh, Denver, Denver is a good time. It's, it's a lot of fun stuff happens up there. And, yeah, but that was a great, great show. It was a beer fest, and then you had a bunch of bands play. Um, Potato Pirates, Against Me, Less and Jake, No Effects, Close It Out. So, it was a good one. And then, what happened? I don't know. There's, it gets foggy after that. But I, I got home last night, right? I got home last night pretty okay. late. So, that's why I didn't make it to the guild meeting. Well, don't worry. Not a lot happened. We all drank a lot, but it, it wasn't very, you know. It was nice to see people again. Because it was the first guild meeting in like a year. The last one was at Spindletown. <laughs> Over a year ago. That's true. So, but it's nice to, uh, with the guild coming back, it's a nice sure sign that uh, the world is returning to normal. Something, something. It's returning to something. Yeah, you guys over under the radar. uh, Tap rooms back open. You guys doing events. You know, getting out there, doing all kind of fun stuff now. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, uh, cool to just kind of see the the the, you know uh, the world come back to uh, you know sort of. Normal states. Um, that said, I think that for all the horrible things that coronavirus, you know, and, and the last year has kind of forced us into, uh, we did see a whole lot of, uh, like, for us at least, neighborhood, uh, you know, kind of incorporation, people that had never been to us before, uh, that kind of were vaguely familiar that we were in, in a neighborhood in Midtown Houston that had never come, I, you know, were locked up in the houses. They're like, oh, let's go for a walk and let's let's grab a beer from a local place. And so mm-hmm. 
for again, you know, not to, to trivialize or minimize the you know the, the pandemic, uh, it was actually kind of good for us, you know, in a in a certain uh, light. Um, it's it's kind of uh, weird because for the longest time it's like um, they didn't like us because we were way too loud. You know? <laughs> but when you're stuck at home, what are you gonna do? Is just drink your ass off. So I mean, we we have one neighbor that <laughs> yeah. hates us, but. Um, uh, but for the most part, it was, you know, uh, yeah. in, 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 in a larger format, I think uh, everybody saw it from all, all the breweries in Houston. People really came out and cared more about buying local. You know, I really saw it um, during the, the thick of the pandemic. People were, were going out. We, we'd, on our weekends, we would see people buying, um, you know, coming in and buying, you know, cases of beer. Uh, and then I would see on somebody's, you know, uh, beer Instagram page later, like our case that I remember selling them to that person, but seeing no labels, you know, and seeing Spindletap's case and seeing, you know, so people were really you know, making it a point to, to support local, which, uh, you know, as horrible as everything got, like it was, it was refreshing and heartwarming to, to see that, uh, like people, people do care and, you know, we'll, we'll support when, when they need to. Yeah. It was a good time for people to kind of figure out what local actually is, right? Because sure. local, local goes through phases. Yeah. Right? It, it honestly goes, uh, like, it swings. It's like, support local, support local. And Austin was like, hey, we need to go to Chipotle. And we need to go to, you know, all these other places. It's like, no, Because well, no, no. you have local friends that work at Chipotle. And, and like, it's a local business-ish. But, like, what, but I think the, what the pandemic really broke down was like, you know, under the radar is the brewery for that neighborhood servicing that neighborhood. Sure. And like, much like No Label, we're a brewery in Katy, servicing Katy. And, and yeah, the beer will find its way to other places, but ultimately this is the street we own. <laughs> These are the people we serve, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely opened up a lot of people's eyes to like, oh man, there's a brewery in my neighborhood. I probably should go check it out. Yep. Right. Yeah, I like sure. beer. But yeah. it was definitely one of those times where you're like, guys, if you don't come and buy this beer, we may not be here. That's the way just economics work, you know? Like, mm-hmm. sure. And so I think there's a lot of people that kind of wised up of, like, where they need to put their money, you know? And uh, I think most breweries, I mean, the, the, a lot of us have made it out of this whole thing alive. And we, in the last few weeks, John and I have talked to a lot of breweries and just about, like, how, like, we have a five-year plan. It turned into our one-year plan. And just how everyone just was able to problem-solve their way, like, to make the most of the pandemic. One-year plan turns into a weekly plan. <laughs> I right. guess get through this week. But, but you know, the, to that point, I feel like uh, the craft beer industry brewers and, and breweries <clears throat> excuse me, are, are defined by problem-solving. Everybody, it's you know, every Monday is the end of the world. In my experience, from being a you know, being in the craft beer industry, every Monday sucks. Like, well, whatever happened this weekend, it wasn't enough money. It wasn't you know, like whatever it is, something's broken. Like, we don't know how we're gonna carry on. Uh, so, you know, I I can't think of a an, an industry that was better suited to the pandemic than the craft beering industry, uh, just because we're. I think people are just problem solvers and like, well, you know, like something's always going to be broken. Something's always going to work, not work for us. You know, something like a sales goal is never going to happen, you know, like whatever it is, you know. Um, So it's, you know, it's an industry, you know, full of uh, crafty, you know, like ingenuitive uh, people, you know, the professionals that will, will make it work no matter what. And so 
when you tie that into a, um, a, a consumer base that is really, really eager to to support you and doing that, then it, it's you know it's win-win. So as bad again, as bad as everything was, was actually kind of a fun time to be in the craft in, you know uh, craft beer industry. You know, um, in my opinion. So what did you guys end up doing to kind of like during the pandemic? Like, what was your what was your pivot? 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 So we kind of scored, uh, and, and I think another thing that's really important that people forget is how crucial in, I think in 2019, when the uh, breweries were allowed to sell uh, cases of, or, you know, packaged beer out of, uh, out of the brewery, if that hadn't have happened for a lot of people, like more breweries would have sunk. So it was, it was kind of fortuitous that, uh, you know, that that law passed, I think in January of 19 and, and, and went into effect in, in September of 19. But without that, Totally unrelated to the pandemic, but it, it was a, it was an important thing that you know like meant a lot to a lot of breweries. You know that you could people could drive up and buy six packs, and a lot of people you know even bigger breweries than us would have would have really suffered if without that uh, ability. Um, so to answer your question, um, we, we you know we kind of dove into that. Um, we found some uh, interesting TABC loopholes where uh, we all big, did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, our big thing was that our beer garden actually sets, sits on a different address than our what was on our TABC uh, license. What a terrific to go area you. Yeah, you so we, we all signed a letter and said <laughs> like, uh, "Hey, this is our private park, and if you buy come in and buy a six pack, you're more than welcome to sit in our private park and, and drink your beer." So we were actually able to kind of host a, a, you know, a beer garden in the middle of the pandemic, and you know, responsibly, and you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, with, you know, with, with tables separated, and, um, and I believe, I believe Holler and Southern Star and a, a bunch of like were like, sure, right, found the same type of. I mean, everyone was. It was like everybody was doing it's a it, gray yeah. area. Yeah. Let's exploit it until right. TABC like comes knocking. And it was funny how. And in the beginning of the pandemic, TABC was like, oh, no, they're, like, against us. And then midway through, it was like, oh, no, they're on our side. They want, you know, because they're losing t- all that tax revenue. But, you know, like, I never had the, uh, the anti-TABC, like, sentiment. I always felt like they were willing partners. They were kind of, they, they, they didn't have any more guidance than we had. And so we're all kind of feeling our way through the dark, you know, and... So I, you know, like they, they were fine, you know, yeah. and they actually gave us a lot of, uh, got a lot of leeway, all the breweries, a lot of leeway, and didn't really follow up on checking in to make sure that we were 100% doing the things we promised we were all going to be doing, you know, uh, which gave us the opportunity to be open on weekends and maybe have, uh, you, you know, give, give us a running start, you know, at, um, being around afterwards. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Everybody, you know, you kind of hate on the TABC a little bit, but, you know, it, they're necessary. And they also, like I said, man, they, they, they turned a blind eye kind of to a lot of different things. They're not maybe not just not paid as much attention as they normally do during that time. Yeah, yeah it's a joke, man. I don't like it. Yeah, and it's important. But, you know, like, but I've always said, like, with TABC, like, they're uh, TABC... You know, they're, they're the man, they're the government, we, you know, like we, you know, we're craft beer, we don't like them, you know, but they are as important for the small guy. They're actually more important for the small guy to make sure the big guy doesn't railroad us, you know. So actually, I, I, I kind of like the ABC, you know, because they're making sure that AB is not, 
you know, tailpiping me every second of the day, you know, uh, with, they, they give us, they, they provide yes. a little bit of a level playing field for us to actually exist, you know. It was only through, like, the pandemic and, like, the guild and, and the guild working with TVC and, like, how everything, because literally every day was, like, when are we going to open, when are we going to open, and just figuring out, like, finding out about all the processes that we're going through and, like, the guild trying to work with TABC, and then like, then where's it coming from? Like, like, like who's keeping us? Because TABC would give us guidance, here's how you guys can open. Right. And then it was like, and then it'd be like, oh, never mind, uh, don't do that. It was like, hey, what's happening here? And like, yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it was a strange, weird time. I, but I know for us at No Label, like, we did a lot of, a lot of merch and a lot of like, quick beer releases and sure. all those things to pivot people. But when, but when it comes to label approvals, it's like, you know, better wait. <laughs> That's less important, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I've been out of beer for a little bit, so let's take a break. Let's listen to some Opie Hendrix, and when we get back, we'll talk more with Under the Radar Brewery. This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back. Unhappy people, step up now. Step up now End of the line I'm gonna spit out some heavy words Two, three, four Gonna spill it out over the world Two, three, four And these words don't even rhyme Two, three, four, five What do they know in behind me? Come as you are, pay as you go. Get behind me. 
Weekends are a great time to check out Megaton Brewing in Kingwood. Jared, Chris, and the gang have created a badass place to kick back and enjoy a few beers. Big stouts, approachable sours, and plenty of hoppy brews are on tap at Megaton. Lots of space to hold your birthday party, corporate outing, or any event in one of the most unique tap rooms in the Houston area. Check them out on social media for their concert and event schedule. Megaton Brewery. Hope to see everyone at the vault. You may have noticed there have been quite a few changes at No Label, and they are steadily pumping out tasty brews. With their new head brewer trailer bringing in his West Coast brewing skills, taps have been flowing with lots of hoppy deliciousness like Cali Boy West Coast IPA. I'm real excited about what they're doing on the West Side. Top Room is open seven days a week, very family and dog friendly. Make the short trip to Katie and see what is happening at No Label. Follow them on social media for events and beer releases. No Label Brewing Company. Have an event in mind and looking for a place that is fun and beer is involved? Host your next event at a brewery. At Spindletap, they have full venue rental and partial rental options that are perfect for company events, birthday parties, weddings, receptions, and more. Host a memorable event at a venue that offers a fun atmosphere and many amenities. Email info at spindletap.com or call 713-325-1477 to get more details. Key T Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. KT Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KTWellness.com. The most fun and good times beer fest is back. Happening November 11th through the 13th at Katie Mills Mall featuring multiple stages of live music, Food trucks, multiple party zones, and of course, lots of beers to try. Over 600 if we are counting. VIP is where you want to be, but general admission is still a great time. Get your tickets today for Wild West Brewfest, November 11th, by going to wildwestbrewfest.com, one of the premier brewfests in the country, wildwestbrewfest.com. I don't even know what just happened. But you are listening to Drink of Age Radio. Here on ESPN 97.5. And that, we're back. We are Under back. the radar. Bro. Under the radar. Hanging out with us. What up? Paul Myers. Jaime Hernandez. Hanging up. Uh, you were listening to some Opie Hendrix. Opie Hendrix. New album out. If you, yeah. Definitely go look them up. Gumrope.com. Their new album is Unhappy People. It is out now. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, man. Look them up. YouTube videos. Absolutely. Talk about some good production, man. Their videos are videos are really good Very with their solid. music. Hell yeah. Kind of like this uh, Kolsch I'm drinking right now. Nice. Yeah, that's our, uh, our Kola Kolsch. Uh, uh, kind of a traditional German-style uh, Kolsch that we... Um, we made for an account, and, but we were, so we were taking a, a Kolsch, but we also wanted to make a, a, a Mexican lager. So we did some... Uh, some Played around with some corn in the recipe, which was a little bit off style. Uh, and then recently, we've been leaning into um, uh, BSG's got a, a new line of uh, hop solution hops, uh, and so there's a, a nobility hop has a lot of like nice lemongrass character to it. So we've been uh, doing that in the uh, the whirlpool. So you're getting some a little, a little bit of that uh, you know kind of residual lemongrassy sweetness uh, on top of the um, uh, the, the kind of corn aspect of it. Uh, yeah, we've been happy with it, and it's um, you know it's fun beer. 
It's yeah, delicious. It's, it's, it's gone Going through a few down, changes, sure. but I think we finally got it got it nailed down. So. Yeah. Yeah, and because we're under the radar, we you know we're always kind of tinkering a little bit. You know, always. Everything. Yeah. Sure. Always poking everything with a stick and seeing you know like uh, I, like what we can do here and there with all of our beers. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you should be right. Like any brewery, like you get locked down to. Unless you're like Dell's Pale L or something, right? If you're just a local brewery where you're just like making beers, that 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 beer probably needs to change with the neighborhood tastes. Absolutely, you know, especially when you're not tied to. We don't. We're self-distributed and we don't do any like large-scale packaging, so we're not. We you know uh, we're not canning or bottling in, in, in you know outside of the brewery. So it does kind of free us up to a, to a certain extent to to kind of tinker around with the, the flavors because yeah you know it gets harder like you know once you get a, a contract with somebody big or, or you, you have a you know a, a pallet buy from HEB or specs or whoever you know like and somebody buys that case of beer you know like they want the same thing the next time they go back and so when you are selling primarily out of the tap room uh, you, you know you, you can kind of play around with flavors you know we're not consistency is very important don't get me wrong but uh, you don't have to be the exact same beer every single time because you're not selling to that that mass market that you know across counties yeah. and yada yada that um that it, where you've got to be spot on every single time you know so so describe the tap room because for, for anyone that like hasn't been there like, right. like like what's the like what's the setup you walk in and so when you walk into our tap room you are standing in our production facility uh where we're a very small space it's a, a we've got a really nice beer garden uh so we've got a lot of uh, like great outdoor seating, a lot of a lot of great. Which is uh, a different uh, address for anyone listening. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it's not at fifteen oh six Truxillo, but you should go to fifteen oh six Truxillo to get your pizza delivered. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you need to know. Yeah. If you want to get a pizza delivered, fifteen oh six Truxillo is where you get it sent to. But you'll be sitting at zero 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 Truxillo Street. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also support a lot of um, you know different food trucks you know that are here from Houston. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, every week we have somebody different, right? Yeah, th- uh, Thursday through Sunday there's always a different food truck. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it's, um, it's it's always a big big variety. Um, How many taps you got going on right now? Currently we have 22. 22 is a, a healthy lot number. of beers. It's a healthy it's, number. It's a, it's, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. It's a, it's a whole lot to keep up with, and our, our uh, we don't have that big of a cold room, <laughs> you know. To, to facilitate, so it's to uh, stack we, all the kegs. We 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 do uh, every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is uh, we call it Tap Room Tetris Days. So uh, how do you get creative enough to fit all these flavors of beer on on you know on a wall and you know um, and same with our beer menus and beer screens. You know where you, you know you obviously want to have all your beers listed, but uh, you know the, the consumer has a, a finite amount of uh, you know information they can take in at once. So you gotta convey all that information in a way that makes sense and so it's uh 22 beers is a, it's a whole lot of things to, yeah. to to convey you know so this is a 22 beers on tap man that, that's that's a lot of brewing it's, it's a lot of brewing but we do one of the things we'll do uh because we're a small brewery and we can be kind of inventive and and, and, and playful with our beer um we'll take one style of beer and make two or three different variations of it so um you know, at any given time, like currently, like our, our Kulik Kolsch has, uh, um, uh, um, we also have a Chardonnay barrel uh, version of it where we aged it in Chardonnay barrels. Uh, 
we've got uh, our Laughing Bear Imperial Stout. Uh, we have that, but we also just came out with a, uh, uh, or just came out, we, we just uh, tapped Woodford uh, barrel uh, uh, versions of it that had been uh, in barrels for a year. So we're always taking beers and kind of, you know, uh, tweaking them a little bit or, yeah. or pulling them out of, of like storage. You yeah, know. one of yeah. our top ones is the uh, Bacaneer, which mm-hmm. you've had before. Yes. Um, it's a... Um, it's our Midtown Bach, and we age it in a rum wood chips. It really changes the flavor. It just makes it, you can taste the rum for sure. You can definitely it's, taste it's, the rum yeah, in that beer. Yeah, it's a really, it's one of my favorite beers. It is my favorite beer from yeah. you know, that we make. Um, yeah, uh, that, that one's a fun one, but it's a good example of, uh, uh, you know, adding uh, another dynamic to the beer, but without, uh, um, uh, but without you know having to brew another you know an entirely different, different right batch a whole of beer, new batch yeah just put some in some barrels correct yeah but uh, I mean that's that's what that's what's fun about beer though right is that yeah, yeah. it was like all right we brewed this much let's split it up in five different ways and play with flavors and and wood and liquor and all this other stuff and come up with something that's going to be you know it doesn't always work out great <laughs> sometimes it's, it works out very it, horrible it, it does but, not always work out great absolutely yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I've, I've tried several tequila aged beers that really were not that good well, you know? yeah some things look good on paper and then it's like these things should work together and they should like, right. then it's like oh it's too rich or it's too whatever right yeah, and then it's like, oh no! But but it becomes a great pilot system because you you know you can infuse flavors and we, you know without reinventing the wheel or creating a new batch of beer and uh, you know find out what works you know like like we, we've had kegs we we have have done interesting things with and we we drank in the beer and been like oh, this is terrible dump it out like we yeah. don't like this at all but we've had stuff that we're like oh this is great and that becomes the next the next cue you know like the next. Uh, the next fun beer that we make, you know, so um, mm-hmm. uh, doing it that way, you know, uh, uh, just makes it fun, you know. Well, and then that allows you to have 22 beers on tap, you know, so when you go there, you're like, ah, you can try this barrel age of this and this, this one aged in this, this one aged in that, and then yeah, this you, one with cherries. You can actually do one. five individual flights and not, co- not, not touch the same beer, you know, so... That's 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 the fun part, you know. Well, like John and I, we were at Megaton doing a show a few months back, and it was like the menu was was hilarious because it was it was essentially you had eight beers on one side, then the same eight beers but barrel aged versions on the other side, and it was just kind of like, do you want to live your life this way, or do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which way are we starting with this? But yeah, I'm all I'm all for. I just, I was just talking to our head brewer about like. Say, say, we need to get more barrels in here. Just one-offs. Just, like, small. I mean, we're kind of a production facility, right? Like, Absolutely. so we, we, right. we, we service the, the beast, as it were, you know? Like, you know, there's a lot of distro uh, that happens. But there's stuff in the tap room. And it's like, I just, let's, let's just throw something in a barrel. One time, burn out, and, and, and say adieu. And which, you know, our, our sales team hates it because it's like, no, you, you know, you don't, you don't want to catch fire. You want to, like... Harness it and make it again and again and again and again and again. Right. And it's like, no, yeah. you gotta you gotta catch it and let it free. That's, that's <laughs> one thing I love about what we do, is because uh, you really have to know somebody to get like really good barrels. You know, I think uh, Shaxbury just made a a whistle pig barrel aged cider. Oh wow, man, that thing is good. But um, 
I mean, how did you how did you get the uh, uh, what we, we got? You know, yeah, we just started the, uh, deep diving into uh, the the barrel project was a new thing for us. We uh, we started about a year and a half ago, and um, you know, like when we, the bourbon barrel age stuff was straightforward. We got exactly what we expected out of the, the bourbon barrel stuff, but. When we did the Chardonnay Kolsch, we actually bought rum barrels, but it, in our research we learned that uh, when you buy rum or tequila barrels, uh, I'm sorry, uh, we bought tequila barrels, not rum barrels, we bought tequila barrels, uh, but we found out that when you buy tequila or rum barrels, that they start their lives as wine barrels as a way to condition the wood. Hmm. It doesn't af- uh, apply to uh, whiskey, which has always got to be a virgin wood, you know, when it, when it, goes, when it uh, takes on the whiskey product, bourbon, mm. other. Um, so when we first made that product, when we aged it, when we took it out, we got all Chardonnay. So it was a tequila barrel, but all we got was Tarte's character out of it. You know, like, a, like just, I mean, like a nice woody, oaky, slightly buttery Chardonnay. Uh, Sounds terrible, by the way. I'm not yeah. a big fan <laughs> of Chardonnay. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. We, we drank all of it, but it was terrible. Of course. Uh, yeah. But uh, so we, we were kind of like, oh, this is this is a fun beer. So we... Our second version, we actually called Chardonnay Kolsch, but we got with the, that second barrel, we actually got all the, the tequila agave flavors. So it got woody, it got a little bit spicy, it got a little bit oaky, you know, like I got a little bit more like, uh, you know, tequila uh, agave character out of it. Um, uh, so the, the barrel projects are fun because it's uh, you, you never quite know what you're going to get. So, or, uh, you know, um, I, I really think that's with every brewery. Like, yeah, no, it no is. No matter what Anytime barrel you put you a beer get, in, it's a, in a barrel, it. it's like, yeah, just to see what happens. Yeah. Right. I mean, there, there's some science behind it, but at the end of the day, it's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Again, it's like, how soaked is the barrel? You mm-hmm. know, like, how much whiskey is left or whatever it is left in there? You can actually get get a whole glass of it, you know, and just, like, a try it out. whiskey that's still <laughs> yeah. sitting in the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I've had that. And it's great. It's very woody. It's you still great. smell yeah. like it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt that. All right. Well, Tom and I are out of beer. Man, Tom, we're completely I'm empty. surprised you did not touch that cheeseburger this whole time. Why I, I know, know right? I was looking at that cheeseburger, cheeseburger this whole time. Actually. Right next to this microphone. This is... All right. You would just heard me eating a cheeseburger if it was in front of me. But... <laughs> I was I was thinking about this whole yeah. thing. I'm wow. not sure if I'm more upset about the, the the cold cheeseburger or the empty glass. Guys, 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 guys. Yep. Guys. <laughs> Let's get some more beers. Let's listen to some more Opie Hendrix. When we get back, we'll talk more under the radar. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. Stay tuned. Oh. 
friends over at true anomaly are making some great beers on tap right now you can get some scout scout is a mexican lager and is the crispest boy they've ever made ultra light bodied and super crushable scout is a summertime necessity for anyone's beer cooler also returning to the tap list is friedrich 
It is a kettle sour goza spice with gray sea salt and coriander. Refreshing and quaffable. If you're going to the Astros game and stop by True Anomaly and have a pint before the game, or if you don't have tickets, then kick back and watch it in the tap room. Trivia every Tuesday and steak night beginning this Thursday. See everybody over at True Anomaly. G'day all, Sean here from Platypus Brewing, located a stone's throw from downtown off Washington Avenue. I'd like to invite you out for some pints from our on-site brewery, paired with our cracking food. From house smoked barbecue, the best fish and chips in town, chicken wings with our in-house crafted special sauces to pale ales, IPAs, sours and stouts. We even have great Aussie wine and local ciders, so there's something for everyone. Family friendly, both human and the four-legged kind. Platypus Brewing, brewed with Texan heart and Australian soul. Platypusbrewing.com Flying along just fine Traveling through time Ignore the warning signs And Black Crow used to say Every dog has his day Wait till the fiddlers pay Hayes County, slow down Eyes on your speed You're telling me Better know what I will throw down If it comes to be Come at me Doing on black crust cocaine Another night from the pain Trapped out on a retro A pony boy would say Nothing gold can stay Wait till the fiddlers pay Hayes County, slow down Eyes on your speed You're telling me Better know that I will throw down If it comes to be Come at me Flying in just fine Trying to do things right Ignore the flashing lights Like Black Pearl used to say Every dog has his day Wait till the fiddlers pay Hayes County, slow down Eyes on your speed You're telling me Better know what I will throw down If it comes to be Come at me If it comes to be Come at me If it comes to be
right, we are back. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denman, Tom Painter, DJ Muskratch, the producer. Over here, you have been listening to some Opie Hendrix. They're great. Man, Opie awesome. Hendrix kills it, man. Badass Ben, if you want to go see them live, you can go watch them July 27th at Green Oaks Tavern in Humble and July 31st at the East End Backyard. And if you haven't been to either one of those places, two kind of completely different places, but both of them pretty sweet, right? East End Backyard, that's a cool-ass plot. I still haven't been there. It's, yeah. it's, on, it's on my list. Man, it's, it's, a, it's a cool little area over there, uh, definitely on the East End, kind of on the... Yeah, when you think of the East End nowadays in Houston, Edo or whatever you want to call it, yeah, yeah, yeah. go south, go south a little while, and then um, you'll come up to East End backyard. But it is a pretty kick-ass little spot. For sure. Under the radar is our guest, Paul Smyers, Jaime Hernandez. What up? Hanging what up? out. Still drinking the. Uh, uh, well, I had to get another refill of the Kolsch. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Going Kulsh. down. Going down. I mean. I, I, it's really weird because I found that the more, like, send a spindle tap in the tap room, right? I do spend a lot of time there. I drink more of the lager than any other beer they have on tap. Known for the IPAs, I sit back and I drink a lot of lager. Well, it's like oh, the, yeah. the last trap brewers right guilt meeting that happened to spindle tap. Everyone was drinking Calibrated lager. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. just, yeah. you know, because people are used to, in this field, drinking all day. And then... You get that most sessionable drink you can, yeah, and you just that, go with that, it. Yeah, that's yeah. really one thing we're working on right now. It's kind of making more summer beers. And, um, and I feel like the, the market is changing in that, that regard. Um, you know, to, to imagine two years ago, I, I skipped 2020 because I don't, I don't feel like there, it, there's no it way really to gauge happen? like what, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, what, what was going on in the beer market in 2020. But aside from seltzers and <laughs> you know stuff like that. But... Um, you know, I felt like 2018, 2017, 2018, 2019 was all like, how big is it? How hoppy is it? How how in your face is it? Uh, this year, I, I, we're seeing sessionable beers. With, like everybody's, there's a lot of pilsners. There's a lot of uh, lighter wheats. You know, um, in the market, uh, or at least people asking for it. Um, uh, so I think that's kind of a it's a, it's a good progression uh, of people, you know, like it doesn't have to be strong. It doesn't have to be triple hopped, you know, like you can actually have a nice light Pilsner beer beer. Uh, well, that's, that's kind of a new thing. I think uh, for the craft beer scene, um, you know, since maybe 2015, 20, you know, craft bills before they're, yeah. they're coming up. Right. I mean, well, everything swings, you know, we, we, at every event of your life or everything, it's a pendulum, you know, it swings this way really big and swings back. And so now we're back, like, swinging back to, like, back to the basics, almost, right. in beer, right? I mean, nothing wrong with making all the different beers and crazy styles, lactosis and fruit, fruit of sours and all those things. I mean, they're fantastic that brewers are making them. But, yeah, I think, like, overall the palate is just going to come back to yeah, drink some, like, yeah. like uh, very but, but, just but, nicely made beer. But, but for, uh, from a consumer standpoint... I, I, I kind of called it like the, the big gulp <laughs> effect, you know, like uh, why, why would I drink a 6% beer when there's an 8% beer, you know, like everything, like just the market demanded, it's got to be bigger, it's got to be hoppier, it's got to be, you know, more intense, you know, um, which was, is fun, was a great time to be involved in craft beer, it was a lot of fun and brewers were having a blast with, 
you know, all, all, all that stuff. Um, and the market was demanding it at the same time of that, you know, kind of upswing. Um, so I don't know what just driving like more of like a sessionable like uh, request, but I, I definitely feel it. I, I don't know if, uh, yeah. if No Label sees it as well, but um, uh, or or Spinal Tap. Um, I'd say um, I'd say the seltzer market has probably pushed it mostly towards people going. Yeah, oh, wait a minute, sure. let's drink some easier, lighter beers because when but, I'm sitting around the pool, you know, I want to drink like twelve of them and be all right instead right. of drinking like four. Yeah, this stuff is really pushing me away from all ruining that, my man. body. It's like, uh, but the, I mean, but like, the seltzers, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it, it's beer to an extent, right? But like, it's alcohol. It's alcohol plus. And like, people just drink them, drink them, drink them, and they get but all. You also have like the smooth, smoothie seltzers now, and they're like super thick. And it's yeah. like, what, what is this? It's <laughs> just the, the yeah. I mean, both, both those things are the ultimate alcohol delivery system, right? Like, as opposed to traditional, just. Beer. Well, so, the, the, so, so what I was saying <laughs> earlier, maybe like uh, the seltzer is the logical next step to a triple IPA. You know, it, like it, if you view it as like this is just a way to get alcohol in my system it's in, a, it's, in a palatable it's a, it's, form. It's a very easy, light way to drink. Like, and, and I've seen it. Like, I've gone on fishing trips, and like people are like, we're breaking out the white claw, breaking out the truly, and like all of a sudden it's like, oh, I guess this is a thing now. The, uh, I mean. It and, is, and, yeah, yeah, definitely. But everyone's in the seltzer game, and certainly, and we make seltzer for the tap room, uh, but we haven't made a hard decision whether we going, launched anything. going into the market or yeah. not with it. It's just yeah. one of those like because the source space is just being everyone's attacking this like like so much, and it's a longer conversation about placements and whatever. But like uh, ultimately, you don't want someone to leave your tap room, so give them give them all the reasons to stay. I guess, but um. that's so I, you, you hit on the, the, the nail on the head right there. Like we we've, in COVID, we we uh, we started doing uh, kombucha. It just we, we freed up a uh, our pilot system uh, fermenter and started doing you know like we created a scoby and started going that route. Uh, and then we got a fermenter to do like a, a hard kombucha. But the so versus a seltzer. Uh, but our our intent was what's something that's not beer for people in the tap room. You know, somebody doesn't want beer, but they have like, we have an interesting flavor yeah. of something, you know. And so uh, kombucha was kind of the uh, the kickoff for us and, and versus a, a seltzer. Um, but but that same mentality. That, that you know, kombucha yeah. moves, too, man. It's yeah, it's really fun. Good. It's good. It's really yeah. good. Kombucha. Yeah, we, we, can, we can play with it as much as we want to. It's, all, it's, it's a lot of fun, for sure. Yeah, I mean, kombucha, again, I, I was in Denver this weekend, and every bar has so much kombucha and hard kombuchas and all this stuff. It's like, like man, just a lot, so much probiotic. <laughs> at, at altitude, it's a lot. You know, yes. When you're, you're in Denver, uh, yeah, I've had some, some, well. It might be the next best thing. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Well, we, we carried it over at Dream Ages Pub. We we always had kombucha on, but um, yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I don't know. It was good. It tastes good. It's good for you. I drank it. Yeah, I drank it a lot. Now uh, <clears throat> I started thinking back with what I said. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that the seltzers are the reason why we're all drinking lighter beers. I just think that it's just a palate cleanse, right? Like an overall sure. annual palate cleanse, right? We've been drinking all these hazies, big. It went, like, remember when the, the West Coast IPAs were going super bitter, like super strong, and IBU wars and all that, and it would just like wreck your palate for the whole day. And 
then all of a sudden they, that started swinging and then the hazies came out the very soft pillowy overly hot like super hot you know but all this stuff but it wasn't that bitterness and so you know just just the i don't know man it's, it's i think that the people love new things they try them they drink them they enjoy them and it's like all right let's move on to something else new right but oh, yeah and it's always fun to experiment with all that and that's one thing we're trying to work on right now. Um, definitely hazy IPAs, right? Like yeah, hazies, but some hazy, you know, but some yeah. some more like pilsner, like legit lagers, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, but we've also been kind of leaning into things that are are uh, interesting styles of beer. Um, uh, we just did a new version of our uh, Copbuster style beer, which is is a, is a light wheat that traditionally is brewed with. Um, uh, maple uh, syrup and, and um, uh, honey uh, from the, the traditional German version of it. Uh, and uh, JJ, our original brewer, yeah. uh, was the, the founder of that beer. Uh, so in the last two years, we've been kind of playing with it. We just did a new version of it. Um, uh, you guys are making me want some pancakes <laughs> and a waffle yeah. or something, yeah. man. But but it's it's still it's a it's a nice light-bodied beer, but with a, a you know a mouthful of flavor. Uh, um, so we, we, we've been kind of playing, in, instead of going into like the, the seltzers and stuff like that, we've been kind of find, trying to find obscure styles of traditional beers uh, yeah. to kind of to, to, to play with that, you know. Um, and we've, to success, uh, at least in terms of the tap room, we've had the people that are, are sampling the beers on the wall that uh, are really enjoying it. Yep, so tap room's open seven days a week. Uh, you guys have your menu online or something that people would look at? Sure or? Yeah, uh, under the radar, uh, under the radar brewery dot com. Uh, we'll have everything, and then uh, under the radar brewery on uh, Facebook uh, 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 and Instagram, and then um, find, uh, find a lot of our stuff on Untapped. Unta- almost everything yeah. is Untapped. Um, untapped, yeah. And so the Papa, of course. <laughs> so, so that guy's kind of gone away a little bit. Uh, it didn't hold up that well during twenty uh, twenty. Uh, but as we got busier, we found that we actually needed seating more than we needed uh, kids destroying a pop-up <laughs> golf course. So uh, we, we decked Those over a lot of it. And, and, um, so we still have one course, which is fun. Uh, we I mean, it, but kids are great at breweries, right? <laughs> no. We, we, we love kids, uh, and we are very family-friendly and dog-friendly. But uh, kids and uh, uh, soft rubber putt-putt uh, uh, clubs Yeah. Uh, it, this equals beat the shit out of everything so you cool can find. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely true. Tom can probably tell you all kind of kids stories at no label. No, no, no. I don't talk about chalk or anything like that. It's I can't. I can't. It's it's important to have a family friendly, you know, establishment and stuff like that. You want to be for like for everyone, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of like there's moments where like kids will be like like drawing on the building and it's just like it's like hey don't do that and then a parent comes out of nowhere and it's like it's like what are you doing why, why are you talking to my kid like, like this like, well they're drawing on the building it's like oh i didn't know they couldn't do that and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> i'm coming to your house then yeah we, we we found your kid putting this fork into an electrical socket well why didn't you guys uh cover the electrical socket wait uh, well, uh, maybe we have all sorts of space there's yeah. uh, there's we have all because we're on this old silo yard and the kids will be like almost like a story and a half up and 
And we'll be like, hey, come down from there. You know, and then the parents are like, hey, well, you didn't have a sign that said they couldn't climb the building. I was like, yeah. <laughs> At Under the Radar, we, we mostly have dogs go behind the bar, but we don't really mind that. That's, that like, happens frequently. Oh, dogs, yeah. are, dogs are awesome. Dogs yeah, are different. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs yeah. are different. They're better than children. They're better than us. <laughs> yeah. Under the Essentially, yes, that's true. Dogs are better than humans. You know, yeah. Just as a, you know. So what, what's the website again? Uh, I'm sorry? The website, Under the Radar. Uh, dogs are better than humans.com. Dot com, yeah. yes. Uh, that's under the Radar Brewery. Under the Underradarbrewery.com, man. Uh, check them out. They're, man, I, how would you describe it? It's, it's kind of midtownish, but just a little bit further over. We're, we're in a fun little corner of, we're at the edge of Midtown, right on arguably Third Ward, uh, but on the edge of uh, kind of cusping on the museum district. So we're, we're right uh, where uh, West Alabama meets 59. Uh, if you know where Axelrad is, we're one block mm -hmm. south of there, right off Alameda. Um, uh, so yeah, it's kind of a fun, cool little neighborhood, and uh, we're, we're nestled right in the middle of it. Uh, so, if you can't find us, we are under the radar, but uh, but we are there. Yeah. We yeah, believe us. <laughs> we so are there. Don't yeah. give up on us. Keep looking around. And hey, Paul, I mean, man, always good to hang out with you guys. Uh, I can't tell you the times of we we spent a night together one night oh, in boy. a hotel yeah, room, but yeah. we're not going to get into that one. But no, nah, we're not going to. I think the that. exact now's the exact time to get into that. <laughs> It was a fun, fun time. Uh, in Galveston, yeah. In Galveston. Uh, no, man, beards are great. This is really good. We're all out, so let's, it's time to end the show. That's how it works out. Usually when we run out of beer, you got to end the show. Hey, thanks for having us, John. Definitely. Under the radar, I've never been. Go by the tap room, try out 22 of their different beers, man, and enjoy it. Uh, look for them around. Uh, you guys are on tap at a bunch of different places, so um, just enjoy some local beers uh, under the radar. Opie Hendrix, badass band. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out and playing at House of Blues. You're going to listen to some more. If you're here at House of Blues, you're going to hear some more of them shortly after this. Tom, what's going on at No Label? At No Label, man, it's all, all summer long, beer releases every week, yada, yada, yada. We just did Up, Up, and Away for Comic Palooza, and, it, and uh, that went over really well. But now it's just, you know how it is, events, 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 beat the heat. We got a bunch of loggers. Uh, we got taco season. Our, our newest Mexican loggers coming out uh, this weekend. So go go and grab it. But uh, until then, um, our brewers are you know just like yours. They're bottling stuff up for GABF and like saying all that stuff that way. Getting ready for GABF. I I can't. It's it's you know it's back this year. So it's something to be excited for. All right. <laughs> Well, thank everybody for coming out tonight at House of Blues, hanging out. I want to thank everybody who's listening. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewery by going to drinkofages.com, SoundCloud, Audible, Amazon, Pornhub. I don't know where we are. Pornhub. Say Cornhub? Cornhub. Yeah, that's what I said. Corn. Okay. Cornhub. Corn, corn. Yes. If you say it corn three times, Ralph, Ralph shows up. <laughs> next week, uh, I don't know. Talk to everybody next week. Everybody be safe. Yeah.